Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Peter Mansfield, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Daggy Woodman, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. For thou shalt break forth on the right hand and on the left hand, and thy seed shall inherit the Gentiles and make the desolate cities to be inhabited. Verse 4. Fear not, for thou shalt not be ashamed, neither be thou confounded, for thou shalt not be put to shame. For thou shalt forget the shame of thy youth, and thou and shall not remember the reproach of thy widowhood anymore. Hallelujah. Amen. Wonderful. Here the Bible is saying that if you are barren, begin to sing. Verse 1. If you are barren, begin to sing. You that did not have child, a child, begin to cry aloud. For more are the children of the desolate. Desolate means a land that has nobody in it. Suddenly, there will be children. I pray that children come into marriages that are here right now in the name of Jesus. So the Bible says, verse 2, that enlarge your coast. Stretch the tents of your habitation. Go big. Stretch your... You know, here the prophet is talking to somebody who has married and has no child. And he's saying to the person that enlarge the place of your tent. If you are living in a two-room, get a five-room house. And he says, stretch the curtains of thy habitations and spare not. Don't even hold back. Lengthen thy courts and strengthen your sticks. Why? Verse 3. The explanation is in verse 3. For thou shalt break forth on, the, on your right hand and break forth on your left hand. So it says, a, a time of breaking forth is coming on the left and on the right. So stretch your habitation. Expect something great to happen. Stretch what you have. I believe that as a church, we are coming into a season where we are going to break forth on the right and break forth on the left. We have just entered into a new season where things are going to work and work even far better than our expectations. So the Bible says, because why do I say beyond our expectation? Because for a barren person, these are not the things you expect. For a land that is desolate, a desolate land is a land that is not inhabited. It means nobody lives there. But he says, stretch what you have. Open, build bigger churches. Build bigger churches. Because you are going to break forth on the right and break forth on the left. In the next couple of Tuesdays, I'm going to start sharing with you what I, from Bishop's book, attempt great things for God. <laughs> attempt great things for God. Reverend David, we must attempt something great in Devon. We must attempt something great in Peter Marisbeck. Attempt something great for God. The Bible says in Daniel 11.32 that they that know their God shall be strong and shall do exploits. 
The word exploit means great things. An exploit is a great thing. I said an exploit is what? A great thing. God is expecting us who know him to do great things. If you are sitting in this church right now, let us be ready to attempt something great for God. The time of doing small things, mediocre things, things that are of no significance, those days are over. It's time to do something big for God and something great for God. Yeah? It's time to rise up and do. Because I believe that the grace for it has come. The grace to do that thing has come. If a big church is a great thing, the time for it has come. Amen? Amen? Now, you can see from the title of the message is the attempt great things for God. So, it's not attempting great things for ourselves. But attempting something great for God. For God. Something that is big. Let me read a scripture to you and then we'll fly into our discussion. Something that is great for God. Jeremiah 45. Something that is great for God. Please be happy birthday. I saw your beloved put a message. There was no romance in the message. Just a spiritual message. May you eat the Bible on your birthday. God loves you and so do I. Do you think we don't know that God loves us? The word that Jeremiah, the prophet, speak unto Barak... Baruch, the son of Neri, when he had written, verse 2, Thus saith the Lord, the God of Israel, unto thee, Baruch. Thou didst say, Woe is me now, for the Lord had added grief on my sorrows, and I fainted in my sign, and I find no rest. For thou, for Thus shalt thou say unto him, The Lord saith, Behold, that which I have built will I break down, and that which I have planted will I pluck up. Even this whole land, verse 5, And seekest thou great things for thyself? Seek them not, for behold, I will bring evil upon all flesh, that saith the Lord, but thy life will I give unto thee, for a prey will I give unto thee for a prey. in all places whither thou goest. Verse says, Seekest thou great things for yourself. So he was giving a warning to Baruch guy that look, are you seeking something great for yourself? God is saying that let us not seek something great for ourselves, rather, something great for God. Amen. He says. Are you seeking something great for yourself? Don't worry. I'm going to bring an evil unto all flesh. And I'm going to make you a prey in all the places you go to. If you are looking for something great for yourself. If you are chasing something great for yourself. I'm bringing an evil. It's time for us to shift our affection. Paul says, if you be risen with Christ. Seek the things that are above. As a church and as Christians, it's time for us to redirect our appetites and our desires unto the things of God. Yeah. 
It's time for us to redirect our appetites and our desires unto the things. So he was warning this guy, are you seeking great things for yourself? Seek something for God. Seek something great for God. It's time for us to give our lives to be expended to build something for the Lord. To build something that is great for the Lord. Then our lives will have true meaning. Jesus said, he that will save his life will lose it. But he that will, will lose his life for my sake will gain it. Will find it. If you really want to find your life, you have to lose it for the sake of Christ. You have to use and expand your life for the sake of Christ. Not to say, ask for me, I'm keeping my, I'm very busy, I'm busy with my school, I'm busy with that. You are keeping your life. Jesus said you will lose it at the end. By the time life is finished, you will realize that you have not used your life for anything. Because many of the things we chase, we will hardly find them. And, and except God gives them to us, we can't find them. I'm using my life to build my marriage, my marriage to be happy. Most of the people who are busy doing that, their marriages are never happy. Oh, yeah. Most of you spend. My husband wants to eat uh, sand. Then you have, I can't come for this meeting today. So I'm busy preparing something. For, most of those people you see, never happy. Never happy. One of the reasons why we should seek things that are, are great for God and not for ourselves. The things you and I prescribe to be great, when you find them, they do, they do not bring the happiness we think they will bring. Oh, if I can just finish university, I'll be very happy. Ask those who have finished university if they are happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The happiness, oh, your graduation day, we all clap for you. We come, we smile, we take pictures. After that, life starts. Yeah. Immediately after that, you see that you have a piece of paper and nothing else has changed. Uh, if I can just get a beloved, I'll be very happy to be me and my beloved when we come to church. When I do my state, I can put me and my beloved there. You see, you'll be surprised. It just gives you, it brings some happiness, but it's just for a little while. And it's gone. It's gone. Oh, Pastor, all, all I need. All I need is a is a is a is a is, a, is an iPhone. iPhone. Have you not realized as soon as iPhone 1 comes, no, the next day iPhone 2 will come. So you'll be happy with your iPhone 1 until iPhone 2 comes. Then you'll see that no, 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 no. iPhone 2 is better than iPhone 1. Then you'll say, if I can only add one to my one and get iPhone 2. You will hustle and hustle till you get iPhone 2. As soon as you get iPhone 3. Look, look, as soon as they see that you in particular, you have iPhone 3, they introduce iPhone 4. Then iPhone, look, there used to be iPhone 4. In fact, the slickest of the iPhones was iPhone 5. Very slim, very slick, very nice. Then iPhone 6 came. Everybody took their iPhone 5 away. Went to bring iPhones. Now they are iPhone 30, 10. 
So the many things we are looking for, they will not bring us the joy we think it will bring us until we start to seek the things that make God happy. Yeah. Until. Until. Now when we see, when we say that attempt something great for God, we have to attempt what is great in the eyes of God. Not what is great in our eyes. Bible says that which men esteem is an abomination. That which is highly esteemed among men is an abomination unto God. So what you and I rank as a very high something is an abomination unto God. God looks at it and says, oh, can you cheer? Genesis, Genesis 11. Let's look at a group of people. I've almost finished preaching, okay. I mean, when you see Reverend David around, you don't preach for a long time. And the whole earth was of one language and one speech, verse 2. And it came to pass, as they journeyed from the east, that they found a plain land of Shina, and they dwelt there, verse 3. And they said one to another, Go to, let us make brick, and bend them thoroughly, or truly. And they had brick for stone and slime had they for mortar. Verse 4. And they said, go to, let us build us a city and a tower whose top, whose top may reach unto heaven. And let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. So these guys, verse 4, they said, let us build a city. Let's build something great that will reach, and a tower that will reach to heaven. And let us make a name for ourselves. Let us do something that will make us famous so that we are not scattered. So that we are not scattered abroad on the face of this. this is what they wanted to achieve. Many of us, this is what we are trying to achieve so that we are not scattered, so that we, 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 we can have something and dwell in for some security, for some safety. That's all we are looking for. But these guys, they wanted to do that for themselves. Now look at verse 5. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower with the children of men building. So God heard of it that these guys are building something religious. Something for God to come and see. It, then it's, it's, it's more likely it was mammoth and powerful. And the Lord said, No, the people is one. And they all, they have all one language. And this, and this they begin to do. And now nothing will be able to restrain them. Which they have imagined to do. So God said, these guys are very powerful. They are going to do what they said they are going to do. So God also said, he used their own language. He said, go to. I don't know what this go to is for. But because when they talk, they say go to. God also started to speak their Zulu language. He said, go to. Let us go down. You have called your troops that go to. Let us go and make a house. God also calls his troops and say, go to. Let us go down. Wozala. God said to his, his, his angel, Wozala. Yeah. 
And they confound their language that they may not understand one another's speech. Verse 8. So the Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of the earth. And they left off to build the city. The very thing they were protecting themselves concerning. Bible says God came down, confused their language and scattered them. And left their project uncompleted. This is the reason why we don't finish the things we build. Because we are the center of what? We are trying to do something great. But we are trying to do something great for ourselves. We are trying to do something great for ourselves. Instead of taking up something that is great. But for God. But for God. But for God. Taking up something that is good. Let me expend my life and my time. Let me attempt to build something great or do something great for God. We we are trying to do something great for ourselves. My prayer is that as a church, our attitudes and our demand, our appetites will change. Our minds will change. We will want to do something great for God. Hey, Pastor, but if I do something great for what am I going to achieve? Genesis chapter 12. So after God scattered these people, God decided to put his vision back on the earth. Something that is great for him. He says, now the Lord said unto Abraham, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show you. Verse 2. And I will make thee a great nation. God was, God's plan is to build a great nation. He says, you Abraham, get out of your father's house and everything and go to a land I will show you. And from you, once you take my vision, I will make you a great nation. As a church, once we take the vision of God, God will make us a great nation. God will make, this is the reason why a church can start from a classroom in Africa and spread to the whole world. Yeah. This is the reason why a doctor. Let's take up God. We are so self-absorbed and so consumed by the things that have to do with us that we have no time for what has to do with God. We have no time for God's vision. Every man is gone about his own business. Yeah, every man is consumed and concerned about his own business. Amen. Church is very quiet. Why? Okay, like I said, once Reverend David is here, we have to close. He says, I will bless you. If we take up God's vision, not only will God make us great, but he will bless us. He says, I will bless thee and I will make thy name great. Do you remember the people in the other scripture? They said, let us make a name for ourselves. But they had their own vision. But somebody who was being called to take up the vision of God, God said, not only will I bless you, but I also make your name great. I will make your name great. I see your name becoming great as we reach out to make God's plan come to pass. 
will make your name great. And thou shalt be a blessing. Verse 3. And I will bless them that bless you and curse them that curse thee. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So you become a blessing. Verse 4. What does verse 4 say? And Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken to him. And Lot were blah, 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 blah. As we give ourselves to God's vision and God's plan, God is saying that I will build you, I will make you a great nation, I will bless you, I will make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. Many people will be blessed by you. Imagine a life where many people are blessed by you. Many people are blessed by you. I will make you great. It's time for you and I to take up God's vision and run with it. And run with it. So the question is, what is great to God? This is where I'm bringing it all by just by way of introduction. Just to get your attention. What is great to God? When, when, when Bible says, when, when we say attempt something great for God, what is great to God? Because, listen, I mean, like today, somebody wanted to give me a gift. Okay, and I said to the person, the gift you want to give me, if I will be honest with you, I don't need it. Do, do you, I, 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 it's not like I don't need a gift, but I need that gift. You, you bring that gift to me, and it will do nothing. It will just sit in my house and be looking at me. God, I mean, let's be serious. How many spoons can I use? How many spoons can I use? So you bring me a spoon, what am I going to do with it? It would have been even better if you had brought mosquito spray. Or cockroach spray. So that we spray the cockroaches. It will be a more useful gift. I don't don't like the look on your faces. As though you don't understand what I'm saying. A cockroach spray doesn't oh, how can I? and I went to Bishop and I gave him a gold a gift, cockroach spray. But you'll be surprised. Maybe if, if you have brought hand sanitizer, it will be it will be more useful than that your expensive gift. Because that's what I need. Please don't bring me hand sanitizer. Okay. Or cockroach. Hey, Bishop's house is infested with cockroaches. It's just like your house. What is great to God? We have to find out. Just as if you are in a relationship, you should find out what makes your partner happy. You should find out what makes your partner happy. Look, there's some of that. You brothers, so I want uh, my, my, my wife likes to watch movies. My beloved likes all the movies you watch. They're always killing the people in the, the movie. The girl wants to watch a movie. They will talk. They will go and stand on, on a ship, a big ship. And they will spread their hands out like that. And then the, the wind will pass through their hair. And they will go like that. And, and when they finish, the ship will sink. That's the movie she wants to watch. I don't know if you remember that movie with the very big ship and then a guy and a girl, they stood on it, then they stretched their hands, then the wind passed, then the ship went down. That's what they want to watch. 
So, oh, Pastor, but I watch a lot of movies with her. The movies you are watching with her from the big, as soon as we watch a movie one day, it's called, um, no, um, Den of Thieves. Yeah, we watch a movie once. It's called Den of Thieves. Look, from the beginning to the end, even the guns, the, the way the guns shoot, the sound, kukum, kukum. It's not this type of pa, pa. No, 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 no. It's not SAPS. No, 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 no. The guns. I mean, the guns. You don't, if, if your TV doesn't have a woofer, you will hear the sound. It shoots. From the beginning to the end. So you finish watching this movie within 90 minutes. She's scared from the beginning of the movie to the end. Because, I mean, let's be serious. Even me that I'm a man, sometimes when they shoot, I feel that the bullets will come out of the TV because the sound alone. Yeah, you don't know is it real life or it's just the TV. Is that all? Is it only the TV? There are some shootings going around, so everybody be careful, all right? In the city, okay? Yeah, yeah, so be careful. May you be covered by the blood of Jesus. Yeah. Some of your brothers, you won't find out what brothers... Do you know that? Do you know one of the things I realized? When you tell sisters what brothers like, they don't believe it. No, in my experience, I've never met a sister, I've told a sister, this is what a guy wants, then they believe me. No. They always have an imagination that, no, as for the brothers, this is what they should want. Look, husbands want only two things. I'll tell you one. I'll tell you one next week. One is every husband wants to be respected. See the way the church is quiet. The ladies are arguing with me in their hearts already. No, my husband wants, wants porridge. My husband wants fried egg. We need fried egg for every husband just wants to be respected, he wants to be the king of kings in his house. That's all. That's all. I'll tell you the second one next week. But look, believe you me, if you like husbands, when you go ask your, your wife that what did Bishop say husbands um, like they will start t- telling you a new story. As though you were not in the service. Yeah. Do you get it? So when it comes to God also, there are things that are important to God. There are things that make God excited. There are things that break his heart. There are things that he considers important and great. And if we will give ourselves to it, immediately we will get God's attention. For some of you, is giving yourself to this that will bring some answers to your life. Number one, I talk about one or two today and then I close. One is the soul of a human being. Hey, Pastor Bata, I thought that was the tithe or the offering. The soul of a human being. The soul of a human being. 
Matthew chapter 8. Mark chapter 8. Let's read Mark, the Mark account rather. Mark chapter 8. 36. Let's read Mark chapter 8. Jesus is asking a question. Mark 8, 38. He says, what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his, his soul? 37. What shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Jesus said, this is Jesus speaking, not fellow South Africans. He said, if, if the, you, you put the whole world here, what will a man, what, what profit, what advantage will he give to a man when he gains the whole world in exchange for his soul? What will he give? What do, it means if you put the whole world here and you put one person's soul here, the soul is more important than the whole world. That is what God places value on. Your soul and my soul. And the soul of the person who is walking outside. That is what God places premium and value on. Your soul. My soul. Where our soul. So he said, what will you give in exchange? What is the exchange rate for a soul? It's America. Sometimes we exchange our soul for just a guy. A guy just comes into your life. And you exchange your soul for it. I have seen many ladies trade their Christian life just for a soul. Just one soul. Just one relation. A relationship that we don't know what the future of it is. A relationship that even no commitment has been made to it. You have not even been introduced to the parents. Yeah, I hear he doesn't even know your full name. Yeah, he doesn't even know your full name. You trade your soul for it. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't even know your name. Just for soul. Trade your soul. Many of us cannot be serious Christians because of a, just one relationship. You know that, look, it's one of the things you must step away from to serve God properly. It's your soul. Your soul is the exchange. The price you are paying is your soul. The price is your soul. Sometimes we trade our souls for a job. Just one job. Just even, sometimes we, look, Esau traded his birthright for beans, for food, just food. Sometimes we compromise on what we believe just because of our bellies, just because of what you eat. A man who cannot stand for the truth just because of hunger is worthless. Yeah, it's worthless. Which means his worth is less. Yeah. Just because of what you will eat. You compromise on what you believe. So much just because of food. Hey. Esau was destined to be great. He traded his greatness for food. 
He asked his brother, what is the use of this birthright to me as I'm hungry right now? The soul of a person. Soul of a person. Sometimes you trade your soul for friends. Just friends. Just friends. Trade your soul. But your soul is so important to God that he sent his only son to come and die a gruesome death so that you, your soul can be saved, that my soul can be saved. As a church, what does this mean to us? What it means to us is that you and I must take up God's vision of save of salvation saving the souls of men as a main thing that we do if we value a soul as much as God values a soul the salvation of your family, the salvation of your friends, the salvation of your neighbors must become important to you if you value a soul if you value a soul some of you are more concerned about what you wear on Sunday than the soul that is next to you in a taxi. Are they going to heaven? Are they going to hell? We care less. Actually, you are saying you can go to hell. Yeah. You are more concerned about your nails. Your nails. Than the soul of the next person. That is why there's no evangelism in the church. That's why Christians don't do witnessing anymore. If I were to do it, when was the last time you witnessed to somebody, you would tell me that, oh, it's because of the pandemic. Yeah, if I were to ask you, when was the last time you spoke to somebody about Jesus, about the love of God? Who would tell me that social distancing? Yeah. We have all backslidden and gone our own way. That something as important that defines a Christian like so winning. We don't do it anymore. And pastor, I was waiting for you to organize us to go to a soul winning. We should go and do a crusade. You can't witness to the person who comes to your shop. Is it crusade that you can do? You can't witness the person you go to lectures with. Is it crusade you can do? Hello? You can't talk to the person next to you about their soul. That the Bible says that the soul that sinned shall die. That God sent his son Jesus to come and die and pay a precious price. So that our souls can be saved. You can't share it with your neighbor. Is it a crusade you can do? Hello? Is it a crusade? What shall a man give in exchange, verse 37, for his soul? What shall he give? What is the trade value? What is the rate? What is it? Giving exchange. What will you give in exchange? 
God sent his son to come and die so that you and I can be saved. Hey, my time is flying. A soul is so important that Bible says when one sinner repents, there's rejoicing in heaven. Luke 15, the, Jesus tells us the parable of the lost coin, the lost sheep, all those parables. Then he says, there is so much rejoicing, verse 7, in heaven when one soul, one sinner repents. I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repented more than the 99 just persons which need no repentance. When one sinner repents, there's a party in heaven. Everybody becomes excited. How does a sinner repent? By you and I going forth to preach to them. Sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. The Bible says we are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation. Salvation comes through sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's how salvation comes. Through sharing the gospel. Not buying things for people. Sometimes people turn the church into a charity club. If you pay my rent, then I'm around. If you buy me food, if you do so, people can even, church members can even blackmail you as a shepherd to feel that I have to do something good for you. Or else, or else that's it. Or else I'll lose my soul. Or else I'll lose my soul. Jesus, once upon a time, he fed 5,000 people. The next day, all the people he fed left the church. They left the church. I mean, some time ago, people were convincing me that where they are doing the church, the people, the other churches in the place, they make food for the people. That's why people go to the church. So we should make biryani. I remember that's the first time I heard the, the, the word biryani. We should make biryani for the people. I said, go and pray and be anointed. It's anointing that brings people to church, not biryani. Not biryani. Not, not food. Jesus made food, John chapter 6. He made food for 5,000 plus people. The next day, John chapter 7, all of them left the church. He was left with 12 people. He was left with 12 people. He, look, can you imagine you have had a service, there are 5,000 men, not counting the women and the, the children in the place. Let's say if they were there in equal numbers, 5,000 men, 5,000 women, 5,000 children, that's about 15,000 church capacity. Made food for everybody. Can you imagine the cost, the cost of the food? Made food for everybody. When he finished making the food, John chapter 7, all the people left. He was left with only 12 people. Then he asked the disciples, will you also go? Yeah. He was asking, will you also? Then he said, to whom shall we go to? For you, you alone have the words of life. Food doesn't make people safe. Giving things to people, charity work doesn't make people safe. Stop turning the church into a charity club. That if we don't give you something, then you, you won't be in the church. If we don't give you something, you won't be in the church. Leave the church. Ah! Get out of the church and let the church be free. If we give you something, glory be to God. If we don't give you anything, did you come here... Do we look like Sasa? The thing that brings salvation is the gospel of Jesus Christ. That God sent his only son who came to shed his precious blood 
on Calvary's cross so that that blood will wash away our sins, then you and I can be saved. That's what brings salvation. I think 1 Corinthians 1, 22, the Bible says, and it pleased the Lord, after this, that it pleased the Lord, that through the, through the foolishness of preaching, that men should be saved. That men should be saved. For after that, in the wisdom of God, the word of the world by wisdom knew God not. And it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. What's verse 18 say? 18. For Jews require, no, 18, 18. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto them which are saved, the power of God. Preaching. Preaching for people to be saved. To save people's soul. It's so important. It's so great to God. It's a whole mission that God is doing that. He sent his son Jesus to die for the world. Preaching of the cross of Jesus Christ. Preaching of the, what is preaching of the cross? That Jesus died on the cross. He suffered on the cross so that we can be saved. That's what brings us salvation. That's what brings salvation. Not giving of people food. Buying groceries for people. Can you imagine how many people have been saved through Sasa? I mean, how many people went to heaven because of Sasa? And you know something, when I had a problem, you didn't come to give me anything. If we come to, of course, we are human beings, humanitarian reasons. Why not? But you can't trade your soul for that. Some of you have compromised yourself because of what people give you. Yeah, because of what people give you. You have compromised. Now, you can almost not recognize yourself. Yeah. You, you say this year, then you say this year. You say this year, then you save this year. Because if you say this year, you will get some small handout. Then you see that there's something here. So you come and say something here so you can get something. You can't stand for anything. Yeah. Souls. Let us rise up and become preachers of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Preachers everywhere. Let us be known as the people who have been preaching to everybody. I remember when I went to first year. In those days, mobile phones had not come. So I went to first year a long time ago. Basically, that's all I'm trying to tell you. When I went to university, it was a long time ago. I went to university with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So there used to be these phones, the one that you ring, then, go, then, you, put, then, then you put it on, yeah, that one. And there used to be what we call com centers, like what you have internet cafes right now, yeah. So you go there and go and make a call. Now the person you are calling must also know that you are going to call at this time and go and wait at the side that you are going to call at. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, my relationship cost me a lot. Yeah, it, look, it, beloved, dozing there was hard work. Yeah, yeah, you have to even go and learn the phone number of a phone boot. Yeah, and tell the person you are going to call, in that case, my, my, my beloved, that I'll call you on Thursday at 7 o'clock. So on Thursday, you go and wait at 7 o'clock at that phone booth. 
and wait for it to ring. Now you, I come to the phone booth I'm going to use to call and somebody is talking to somebody on the phone. And you are checking the time. Checking the time. And the person is not finishing. Checking the time. Checking the time. I'm telling you a story about when I went to first year. This is just by the way. Checking time. Sometimes you can be there 7 o'clock. 10 past 7. 20 past. Half past 7. The person will talk and talk and talk and finish around quarter to 8. And you are believing God that by the time they hang up, the person you are going to call is still waiting. Sometimes my beloved can wait for about two hours. Because if you miss that call that day, you cannot tell the person that, okay, so the next time I'm going to call. So when, you, when that communication breaks, then all you can do is to write a letter and post the letter. Do you get it? And the letter will take about a week to get there. For her to get the message. That, oh, okay, due to A, B, and C, our appointment of calling you will now be on the 27th of April, Freedom Day, at 8 o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. So when I, went to, when I went to university, there was this comm center. We go there to make calls. So she also go and wait at another comm center in her university. Then you call. Then they'll say, who's called uh, uh, Rosalinda? So, please, I'm Rosalinda. Please. Pablo is calling you. Then you come and take, hello, Pablo. Hello, Rosalinda. Then you start to talk. But a lot of people used to gather. They used to frequent there. So I'll come and stand at the entrance of the place. As soon as you come, I start talking to you. I start preaching to you. Start t- telling you the gospel of Jesus Christ. I preach there so much. I, I stop somebody to say, oh, you preached to me yesterday. I say, oh, you are very lucky. <laughs> say, oh, brother, you preached to me yesterday. Have you forgotten? <laughs> Have you forgotten? We must rise up as Christians to start preaching to other people and telling them, look, God loves you. He sent his son to die for you so that you don't go to hell. God loves you. He sent his son to die for you. He doesn't want you to go to hell. The blood of Jesus is enough to wash away your sins. Yeah. Share with them. What can wash away your sins? The blood of Jesus is what can wash away. I pray that all of us will give ourselves to this work, this great work of soul winning. We, we will, some of us are in offices with people who are going to hell, blatantly going to hell. We have never made an attempt to preach to them once. Rather, we laugh at their jokes. Rather, we sit and laugh at their jokes. And we know that these jokes are jokes that are made by unbelievers. Even sometimes we sit down and laugh at their jokes that they make about churches and pastors. They also start. <laughs> with them. But never once. I remember in first year I used to, I mean, when first year I used to go for lectures. I come very late. 
first, last to enter, first to leave. As soon as I enter, you know the lecturer is coming. Yeah. First to enter, last to sit way at the back. I saw that the people used to look at me. Hey, this guy, who's this guy, who's this guy? I could tell from my eyes. Because a lot of my bad boyfriends were also in the school. So when they see them, they think I'm one of them. One day I was lying on my bed. I said, this nonsense must stop. So I came to the, to the lecture early. And we used to have lectures, 5 a.m. Yeah, 5 a.m. to 7 a.m. 5 a.m. to 7 a.m. I had a lecturer. He was a lecturer in another university in another place. So he only comes at dawn. When he finishes, he drives to the next place. He's gone. 5 a.m. to 7 a.m. See the lecture full like a, a miracle crusade. So I timed that thing. I, I decided today I'm going to come early. I came. The place was packed. I entered there. I entered for the first time. I entered the lecture room from the front of the lecture room. I clapped my hands. Pa, pa, pa. Everybody was surprised. Because I've not spoken to anybody in the, in, in the, in the lecture before. You know, I've been with them for over two weeks. Nobody. Clapped my hands. Everybody turned around. Then you, know, so you always have these bad boys. They are tall. They think that. I said, you sit down. I want to talk to you. Yeah, what they didn't know that I came as a school prefect into the school. I know how to control people. I've just decided not to mind them. But you, sit down. I'm talking to you. I said, let us pray. <gasps> With my backpack behind me and my tackies. I said, let us pray. <gasps> then I prayed. I said, I have an important announcement to make to you. But before I make it, let us pray. They were awesome. I finished praying. I preached them. I said, close your eyes. I want to lead you to pray. I said, you, close your eyes. You know, you always have these stubborn people. You don't know whether they are demon-possessed or what. They always want to see whatever is happening. I said, close your eyes unless you are blind. I made an altar. I want to give your life to Christ. Lift up your right. I want to pray with you right now. Let them to Christ. When I finish, I pass the front in the side door. And I entered again from the back door like I've come for lectures. Yeah. When I entered the lecture room, there were these two girls. They were sitting there. They look at me in my eyes. They said, Wozala. <laughs> then I walked to them. I said, sit here. She, she used her arm to hit the, the bench like that. Sit here. And I sat there. Those two girls, they helped me throughout the time in the university. All the lectures I missed, they would sit down with and teach me everything the lecturer said. Yeah, one of them got first class. Yeah. Rise up in your, in your lecture room. They don't even know that you're a Christian. Yeah, when you come with your two top like that, with all your belly, which has grown all over the place, like that, you come. Then they also come. Then we are all there together. They don't know the difference. They can't tell the difference. Folks, my time is up. Stand to your feet. Let's bring. Next week we'll continue. My time is up. My time. It's not me. My time is up. May we take the pain of the gospel of Jesus Christ seriously from today. It's a great thing to God. It's a great thing to God. Pastor, what do I share with 
people, share what God has done for you. Share how you got saved. Share how God, God has been good to you. It's enough power to get somebody to be saved. It's enough power to get somebody to be saved. It's enough power. I pray for everybody under the sound of my voice that this laissez-faire, casual attitude towards the gospel will come to an end today in the name of Jesus. It will come to an end. That everybody will know that there's something that you know which you can't keep to yourself and everybody's got to know about it. That you have to tell everybody in the name of Jesus. Lift your hands, just begin to pray for yourself. Ask God. Some of us need to ask God for mercy. That God will have mercy on us and help us so that we'll be true messengers, true messengers of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Help us, Lord. 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 Look on us with mercy and help us. Make us true ambassadors, true witnesses of your gospel, of the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross for us. That through the preaching of the cross, men shall be saved. Men shall be saved. That people will be saved by the preaching of the cross. By the preaching of the cross. That we will do something great for you. Something that you esteem, something that is important to you, we will do it, Lord. We will take up that vision and we will run with it, Lord. Have mercy upon us as a church. Have mercy upon me as, as the pastor of the church. Help us to run this race in the name of Jesus. 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 My God, my God. In the name of Jesus. Help us. Help us, oh God. Everyone under the sound of my voice. Help us to become witnesses. Jesus said you will receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be my witnesses in all Samaria, all Judea, all Samaria, all Jerusalem, all Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. Help us in our Jerusalems. Help us. Give us the tank, anointed tanks. To speak your word, your truth to everybody. In the name of Jesus. We give you glory. We give you praise. In the name of Jesus. Amen. You are here this evening. Want to say, maybe somebody invited you. Want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want Jesus to become the Lord of my life. I want to pray with you quickly. Before we close. To welcome Jesus. Into your life. And into your heart. To make him the Lord and Savior of your life. If you are here like that, just lift up your right hand. I want to pray with you. Pastor, please pray with me. I don't want to go to hell when I die. Lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. I'll pray with you. I'll pray with you. Everybody pray this prayer with me. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I accept that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe that you died for me and you rose again. I confess that Jesus is the Lord of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying to save me. Amen. Why don't you put us together? Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, 
or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.